Exceeding Expectations, episode 58. Welcome to Exceeding Expectations with me, Tony Winyard. This is the podcast where we give you ideas on how you can give your customers better experiences and the, the benefits to your reputation far exceed the effort you put in. You get better reviews, referrals, recommendations, rebookings. If you like this episode, why not share it with someone you think may get some value from it? Uh, it would be great if you could leave a review for us on iTunes. And if you've got any suggestions on people that you would like to hear interviewed on this podcast, please do let me, do let me know. You can send an email to Tony at exceedingexpectations.me or you can just pop into the Facebook group, which is called Exceeding Expectations, and put a post in there about any uh, particular people you would like to hear interviewed. This week's episode is with Daniel Ramsey. So let's hear from Daniel. And my guest today is Daniel Ramsey. How are you, Daniel? I'm great, Tony. Thanks for having me. No problem. And you're in, um, I presume, sunny Sacramento? Yes, it's beautiful here. We're in California and the weather is awesome. And so tell the listeners who aren't familiar with what you do, what, what is your background? What is it you help people with, Daniel? Sure. So um, again, my name is Daniel. Um, I own a company called My Outdesk, and we're a virtual professional company. And so for folks that you've never heard of a virtual professional, basically we, we help businesses scale by providing high caliber um, leverage, and um, that leverage is in our case, in the Philippines. And how long have you been doing that? Yeah, so we're on our 12th year right now. Um, I started using virtual professionals back in 2007, and we got our first client in April of 2008. We have the check hung up in, a, in, in the office. And, and uh, so, yeah, we've been doing this for 12 years. So, so how did that come about? <laughs> That's a great the great. The great question. Well, I'm an entrepreneur, and what's great mm-hmm. about being an entrepreneur is, you know, we have ADD, and we like to start things, and we don't like to finish things, and we typically mm-hmm. have 12 irons in the fa- uh, in the fire at any <laughs> one given time. And um, have you got a camera looking into my office? Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and probably if you're listening right now, and if you own a business or you lead a business in any way, you absolutely know what happens to your mm-hmm. to do list, and and mm-hmm. um, so the. The origin story, it's pretty simple. Um, I'm on my honeymoon, and you'll love this, Tony. I'm in Guatemala, and we're in a mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola resort. Like, So we're in, the, in this rainforest kind of place, and um, you know, we're overlooking this huge um, lake, and we've just gone to Tikal, which is you know, kind of Mayan um, uh, ruins, and we did this whole day of touring, and I'm newly married. I'm on my honeymoon. And my wife is back in the room. It's one in the morning, and I have this photo of myself working at the at the bar, basically, with candlelight and my laptop. And I think, you know, the the, the bartender um, is speaking Spanish, and I speak a little bit of Spanish. And um, basically, he's making fun of me because he he knows that my beautiful wife is back in our bungalow, and I'm there <laughs> working. And so. Mm. At that moment, I knew something in my life had to change. I needed to have uh, more freedom, and I needed to be able to take vacation and 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 you know keep 
I wanted to stay married, you know? And so mm-hmm. we got back from that trip and I completely changed everything about how, um, how we ran our business. And how easy or difficult was that? It was hell. I'm not going to lie. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was really hard. And, and, you know, for your listeners, I mean, imagine if you are, and, and there's probably some people that are listening to this and, and this is your story. I was doing everything. I was, I was selling, I was delivering, I was, you know, looking at the financials and I was putting together the marketing and I was um, making sure that everything was working correctly and that the clients were happy, that my employees were happy. I mean, I was, I was just, I had my fingers in a lot of different pots, which served my ADD, which hundred percent. And, but what it wasn't serving was, you know, I, I, didn't go on vacations often. I wasn't getting to the gym. I, you know, weighed the, I was the heaviest I'd ever been in my life. And all of these Mm. things compounded to me knowing I just, I needed to make a change. And so what, what was the first step? I mean, how did it come about that you ended up working with people in the Philippines? Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was a pretty simple step. Um, We put a job out there in the Philippines. We just put a, you know, hey, this is the role that we wanted to fill. And, you know, we had somebody answer who was, who was actually really talented. And, and, and my first, you'll love this story because my first job was business cards and kind of rebrand of my business. And um, at that time, this is, you know, 2007, you know, the world was crashing and falling apart everywhere. And um, so I had to rebrand my business to take advantage of that that changing atmosphere. And I paid a company in California a thousand dollars to give me some options for the rebrand. And this, this virtual professional in the Philippines, you know, charged me almost close to nothing and provided multiple options. And to be honest, the thousand dollars that I paid, um, the, the California based marketing firm who had all the street cred and, and all of that, um, you know, my virtual professional did a much, much better job of, 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 you know, creating that vision for us. But did you have initially any sort of qualms about all oh, Philippines? I'm not sure if they're going to do a good job or, or how, you know, what was your feeling about it? Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I rejected the idea up front. Um, at that time, my brother and I were working together. Um, we had purchased a bunch of real estate and, um, you know, he had brought the idea and I was like, and so I get it when a client says, well, I don't know how you're going to do this work virtually. Like, I don't understand how that's going to happen because I was that guy. I was that guy Mm. back in 2006 and seven who was like, I don't think it'll work, you know? So Mm. it took, for me, it took crisis to, you know, Mm. it, it took getting married, um, realizing that I wanted to stay married and maybe one day have some kids, you know, and it took that crisis to really kind of change my mind about global talent. And back then, mm. I mean, internet wasn't awesome and Skype was brand new. And, you know, so there, were, there was limited ability to really take advantage of this global workforce. And that's really what we're talking about doing. If you're listening right now and you have a, own a business, you can buy a, a soda in the West. It costs two U.S. dollars, right? What, regardless mm. of where you buy it, it's about two bucks. Um, mm-hmm. you go to the, to the Southeast Asia or any other, you know, what we would consider developing country. And that same mm-hmm. soda is, is, is 50 cents, you know? Um, so I, I, I lived in Southeast Asia for seven years. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Right. So food and drink and help in the in, in your office, everything's just a quarter of the cost. And and mm. so, you know, w- what I did is I said, well, I need to grow my business. I'd like to scale. And gosh, I get to save all this money at the same time. And so, yeah, it just at some point, it just made a lot of sense. And so how long did it take before you realized that there was an, you know, a dearth of, and sorry, a surplus of quality in the Philippines, you know, a lot of talented people? Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, last year, we had over 30,000 applicants apply to work for our company. And so if you're listening to this, this podcast, uh, you know, my favorite my favorite comparison is like if I if I want to hire somebody today, I have to write a job description, you know, get an write an ad, which is different than a job description, then put it out there online. Then I've got to do a phone interview with like 150 people who apply. I find out that half of them work for McDonald's and aren't real salespeople. And then mm-hmm. I get down to 10 or 20 that I want to interview. Then I schedule an interview. Then I do a background check and all of that. And all of that takes a lot, a lot of time as an entrepreneur. It's just, it, it can be 30 to 40 hours in an entire day. And what we've mm-hmm. done at my outdesk is we've created a process. So all of that is cut down to two to four hours because we've, we've systematized putting ads out in the Philippines, doing the phone screens, doing, doing the FBI-grade background checks, you know, doing all that work. And we had, last year, close to 30,000 applicants, and yet we only hired 2% of them. So mm. we put together a really kind of streamlined process for sorting who's really a salesperson, who's really a marketing person, and who's really an administrative assistant. So those are the kind of three areas that we help. And, you know, honestly, it was immediate because when we put an ad out, we get hundreds, if not thousands of applicants for each ad. So um, the available talent pool just in one city is, you know, hundreds of thousands of people um, mm. per skill set. So it's, it's pretty wild, actually, Tony. And do, do you supply people just sort of for one-off jobs or is it for kind of full-time work or what, what is it you do? Well, we're, we're full-time employers. So we're, think of us of a, as a staffing company. We help entrepreneurs find and, and staff talent and we do it mm-hmm. really quickly. So um, there's a lot of com- companies out there. One of my favorites is 99designs. If you need mm-hmm. a new, you know, and this stuff didn't exist when we first started you know, 12 years ago, but now it's pretty prevalent. So, you know, there's a lot of project-based companies, but there, there aren't very many, what we call ourselves, um, marriage sites, you know, for (laughs) virtual talent. So Mm. think of all the other ones as dating sites and we're really a marriage site. Mm. And so what, what would be the benefits of, of using someone from, you know, that you supply over hiring someone in your local town? Well, there's a ton. Um, I mean, first of all, you know, like the first thing that we talked about was just the time frame it takes to find somebody in your local office, you know, all the damage and headspace of just hiring some someone physically. And depending on where you are in the world, there are a lot of labor laws that apply. So, you know, with us, you, you, no labor laws apply. We're an entity in the U.S. to be in contract with our clients. And then we're an entity in the Philippines to be in contract with our people. 
and we comply with all the labor rules over there and we have you know all the insurance is required a cpa an attorney on staff and you know we give them medical pay and and vacation pay and all of the things that really really matter to keep somebody happy because as an entrepreneur the biggest you know i guess challenge to scaling a business is is employee turnover and so Mm. our whole world is around creating indispensable virtual professionals for our for our clients and so when you Mm. think of i don't have to buy them office space i don't have to buy them a computer they have they provide their own internet you know i don't have to worry about workers comp or the government insurance daniel and my outdesk takes care of all of that there's there's a load of um, positive reasons to actually explore our opportunity. Mm. And then on the, as far as actual pay is concerned, I suppose there's a big difference there as well. Yeah. And, and here's, I mean, our, so we did a survey last year and just asked our clients like, Hey, how much have we saved you? Like what, if you were to just, cause you know, we, we serve people in Canada and the U S I'm, it sounds like we might even have some people over there in England now. Um, now that we're doing this with you, Tony, um, (laughs) but yeah, the, the, um, our clients last year told us that we've saved them a total of $55 million us dollars in, in just the comparison and, and, and our, you know, 60 to, you know, 70 ish percent is typically, you know, is of the cost of hiring somebody local is typically what what we charge. So what I mean, yeah, say someone listening to this is thinking, mm, it sounds interesting, but I'm worried about communication. Yeah? Is a communication going to be a problem? What would you say to that? Yeah, you know, in the beginning, you're spot on. You know, back in 2007, 2006, when we first started kind of doing this for our own business, um, for our own entrepreneurial journey, I think that would have been a real concern. But now, you know, you have Zoom, you have Skype, you have uh, Ring Central, you have all these video platforms and phone systems that make communicating, um, you know, super easy. So a, a free one is Google Hangout. I mean, you can literally feel like you're right there in an office with somebody doing a Google Hangout, and it's completely free. You know, you mm-hmm. have FaceTime on Facebook. I mean, there's just a whole host. And we give people a guide to virtual success because it, it really is, Tony, one of the things that we help people with, it really is a challenge to convert and here, here, here's a really interesting kind of stat. You know, uh, Fortune 500 and the Fortune, uh, you know, 2000 across the world, they've been outsourcing since the 70s and 80s. So they've been mm-hmm. doing some version of virtual professionals since the 70s and 80s. Yet mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, the small and medium-sized businesses, the businesses that make up the majority of the businesses out there in the, in the world globally – Mm-hmm. We haven't really embraced this concept of labor arbitrage, where you're going mm-hmm. to multiple countries and getting the best talent at the best price. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're helping people do. So if someone was getting interested now, what would, uh, just say a ballpark figure, what would, sort of, would they expect to start, what would prices start from roughly? Yeah, so uh, you know, you can get a full-time person for roughly $1747 a month. So when you think of this, there's 172 hours, it's roughly 
10 bucks uh, an hour, so 10 US dollars an, an hour. And, you know, you think about this, again, we talked about uh, turnover being the enemy of scale. And, mm-hmm. and the reality is what helps a company scale was simply creating leverage and process inside your business. So, mm-hmm. um, and people, it's not that hard. It's actually, it can be fun. I actually really enjoy it when, when I do it for my own business, because I, then I know things are being handled correctly. Hmm. And, and how, how multi-skilled would a person be? Well, we don't do multi-skilled. So that's an entrepreneurial skill. Like I get to wear a lot of hats because I own the business. I know the business really well. And I'm really good at being average to mediocre at everything and knowing mm-hmm. what excellence looks like, right? So mm-hmm. this is the entrepreneur's kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a challenge for us because we think we're great at everything and, and we're just simply not. So mm-hmm. the way we work, and this is you know all based on a client scenario. I, I love to tell this story because it's, it's really a great one. We, we have this friend, his, his name's Nolly Williams, and he's a, he's a speaker slash coach and he, he travels you know, the country. And I think you know, he's spent years where he's on the road for like 300 days a year. You know, this guy's just a road warrior guy. Um, and he owned this technology platform mm-hmm. and the problem with the technology platform was it's, it was older. It was, um, it was built back in the early two thousands and it still worked, but it wasn't, um, there'd been, uh, you know, technology had kind of outpaced what he had originally built. And, you know, he and I were in a conversation, um, we were sharing the stage at a couple places and he's like, you know, I'm really thinking about, you know, just shutting this business down. And I started asking questions like why? And his biggest challenge was he couldn't find somebody who would run the business because he was on, he was on the road so often. So he'd Mm -hmm. gone through a bunch of employees and he couldn't find somebody who was going to treat the business like it was hit, you know, their own business and really work it. And he just didn't have time or energy. And because of that technology, it outpaced his, his platform. He knew he was going to have to invest half a million dollars to kind of upgrade it. And Mm -hmm. so once I found out his biggest challenge was leverage and talent, I immediately said, man, you know, we've been friends for 10 years. We've shared the stage across the country. Would, would you trust me to help you with that, that issue? And he, you know, about five years ago, five, six years ago, he, he did. He hired a guy named Chris, who is a phenomenal virtual professional. And hopefully maybe Chris is, uh, can listen to this later once you post it live. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in an interview a couple of years ago, we interviewed Chris and Nolly and said, so what happened? And Chris says, I, I treat the business as if it's my own business. Hmm. And I make decisions based on what's best for the business. And so Chris is the service and support person um, for this platform. And because Chris got hired, they hired some salespeople, they've done some marketing, Nolly's invested back in the platform. And since hiring us, they've had a 3x on their revenue and growth. And so for me, that's an amazing story. The entrepreneur was about to give up and we were Mm. able to serve up some good high caliber talent and keep that thing going. And now he has hundreds of users on this platform and it's helping those businesses grow. So for us, it's like, it's a win, 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 right? Um, Mm. You know, we're helping an entrepreneur and that entrepreneur gets to help others. And that, that's just the best feeling ever. 
And so I guess the the people that, um, you know, you mentioned before about that you put an ad and there was 30,000 respondents. And so I, I imagine in the Philippines there's people able to do almost any sort of skill that people are looking for. Yeah, and, and again, you know, um, we, we don't just service technology companies. We've serviced, I mean, there's been a bro- boat broker in Florida that we've helped, insurance companies. There's a professional employment company in New York that we help, marketing ad agencies. So we, um, you know, it, we aren't limited, like we don't have a particular product line. What we do is if you need administrative help, um, you know, like scheduling your appointments, you know, managing your calendar, just making sure projects are getting done on time and keeping timelines and maybe facilitating delivery or communication. I like to call the administrative folks like traffic and delivery. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're out there moving people around. Um, in fact, you got, you got an example, Tony L, who is a virtual professional on our team. She mm-hmm. booked this interview. And, mm-hmm. and she's in the Philippines, and she's part of our PR and media. Her job is to reach out to folks like you who have mm-hmm. interesting topics, you know, exceeding expectations. What a great topic. And, mm-hmm. and help us get on your show. And so, you know, the, the reality is if, if you need help in, in, in marketing, we've got you. If you need help in sales, like creating opportunities within your business, um, that's another opportunity. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different avenues for entrepreneurs. And the reality is the hardest part is probably creating the, the outcome or the job description. Some people might know it as a job description. We prefer outcomes, mm-hmm. um, but, but we help you through that. So um, that, that's probably the hardest part. So how would it work? So say, for example, a company, they needed some help with admin stuff. They needed some help with maybe some PR, some marketing, and they also needed some, maybe some design work. So would that be three different, three different full-time people, or how would that work? Well, it just depends your need at the particular time. Um, my, one of my favorites, Tony, this is a great story, and, and everybody who's listening who is in their 40s to 60s will probably remember this um, Back in the 1990s, IBM almost went away. Like mm-hmm. IBM's on, they, they had multiple changes in CEOs. They were going through strategy change after strategy change. The board finally decides to hire Arthur Anderson and Accenture. So mm-hmm. Arthur Anderson is going in and looking at the financial model and what they're doing on the finance. And, and Accenture is looking at their org chart. Mm-hmm. And this is a really important point, Tony, and this is the most – if you're scaling and growing a business, Mm -hmm. you can control almost everything through your organizational chart. And and the way you do that is what's the job description – you know, what systems are they in? Like what, what, you know, if you're in Salesforce as your CRM, you know, then – and you're in sales, then your job is a sales rep. You're using, you know – Salesforce and maybe LinkedIn to reach out to people. Those mm-hmm. are your systems. And then what's the outcome for that role? In our, in our particular, you know, business, we like to set activity outcomes. So you've got to have a certain amount of appointments every single day where you're meeting one-on-one with somebody through video and you're, you're trying to help them scale and grow their business. That's, that's an mm-hmm. example of, how you would write an org chart that might be what we call the org chart of the future 
you know, mm-hmm. because it, it has all everything you need, right? And if you just do that org chart, you can kind of see who's on your team today and then who's on your team, who do you need to be on your team tomorrow in order to double your business? Okay, so you're not just giving people one person, you're giving them a team of people. Well, we want to help you scale your business. And we go back to the IBM. So Accenture comes in and they do a time analysis and, and, a, and an org chart analysis of IBM's thing. And what they found out is one of their previous CFO or CEOs was actually promoted from a CFO perspective. So mm-hmm. he was a number cruncher who got put into the CEO um, role and then he implemented a bunch of changes for the sales team where the sales team had to do a ton of administrative work. And what they mm. were finding is that, that, that their sales team was spending 70% of their day you know, doing administrative work, work that yeah. was necessary but not driving revenue. Well, and also probably if you're doing something you don't enjoy doing, it, it takes 10 times as long because you're just, you've got no heart in it. Yeah, and who and who among us, if you're listening right now and you're a salesperson, I hate paperwork. It's not my mm. thing. I like doing what you and I are doing right now, talking, right? Yeah. Uh, and connecting. And, and so Accenture comes back, sits with the board. Uh, the board's paying them millions of dollars. And, and Accenture's simple one-lined you know, solution is for every two salespeople, hire one administrative assistant. Mm. And the and and the business has transformed, and and IBM's still around today, and you know all of that. Hmm. So, so someone who's listening to this, who's you know got a very small business, they're not making huge profits, but there's things they need to do, and they just they don't enjoy doing them. So they'd be able to to hire. Well, they come to you, and they get a, a team of people to do various projects that they don't like. If I've understood it correctly. Yeah, I mean, again, um, if and I and I we do serve small business. Our sweet spot is that um, middle of the road business, um, like a million to ten million dollars in revenue. Um, and we help people who are below a million dollars. There's no doubt about that. Um, mm. But those businesses are still challenged, understanding their value proposition, who they're marketing, you know, to their ideal client. They they have some service and delivery and they're still kind of growing and we've helped folks that have a half million dollars in annual revenue but our sweet spot is that million to ten million dollars in revenue those are the guys and gals that we can really kind of help supercharge Mm -hmm. and that and you're absolutely right we start with the org chart understand who's on the team right now Mm. and then who do they need in order to double or scale their business like who who needs to be and in this kind of work by the way is very simple gap analysis. All the major co- coaches, you know, they'll, they'll tell you to close your eyes and think of a brighter future. The grass is greener, the blue's bluer, the birds are chirping and you're in the shade, you know, that classic, you know, what would have to happen for everything to be great in your business? Hmm. And then we start working backwards. What do we need to do today or who do we need to hire today in order to solve that issue? So how, I mean, would you be able to estimate how many different people you are using in the Philippines at the moment? Oh yeah, no, we don't. I mean, we keep track. Our, um, so we've, in the 12 years, we've helped over 5,000 entrepreneurs, you know, just like you, Tony, and just like your audience. Hmm. If you are intent on growing and scaling a business, you know, you, 
I talk to CEOs across the country all the time. And when you ask them what's their biggest challenge, hands down, it's going to be getting talent. Like that, that's how you know you're talking to a CEO or an entrepreneur is like, if I just had the right players on my team, I would win the medal every time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we do for people, much like I did for myself after mm-hmm. my honeymoon, you know, I, I came back and I was like, gosh, I really, um, I really have got to change something here in order to, to really create the future that I want. And, and, and so the natural question there is, are you still married? <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, <laughs> next month, next month, we'll, we celebrate our 10 year, um, anniversary and, and, and here's, here's, here's the other thing. And, you know, two kids, 10 year anniversary, um, you know, I am still involved intimately in this business. Um, mm. but I'm, I, I am the CEO. I don't take the sales meetings any, you know, or I don't do the sales meetings anymore. I'm mm. not focused on delivery right now. Mm. Um, and all of that, I can credit all of that to that, iner- that initial curiosity. I wonder, can I use virtual professionals for this? Mm. Can I, can I do this? And I was talking to a good, um, friend and client, uh, a couple weeks ago. And we're talking about uh, the challenges people have in implementing a virtual blended model. And here's a stat that if you're listening, if, if, if you're like, this guy, Daniel, he's entertaining, but I think he's crazy. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a stat. By, by the year 2027, over half of the U.S. workforce mm-hmm. will be virtual. And I'm sure it's a very similar stat for where you are in the world. So if you think about, they will be virtual in some working capacity, meaning it could be they, they work virtually one day a week or several days a week or the entire week is virtual. So, you know, this study, it's a legitimate study and, and what's happening in our future is, is this is just the reality of where business is going. It's mm-hmm. not a question anymore. And, you know, we were at 1% a couple of years ago of the U.S. population. We're at 3% now. And, and that prediction is to be well over 50% by 2027. You were telling me before about, um, was it a famous coach who loves virtual pros? Oh yeah, that's yeah. His name's Bob, and he's got a great story. He had a huge team. I'm talking about thirty coaches, you know, coaching in Canada and the U.S. Always on the stage, always traveling. Um, you know, he had a CEO who was running his company, an ops person, and and I was just on the phone with him today, and he's like, Daniel. You know, we've been a client for like seven, eight years, and I can tell you, I only want to hire virtual people moving forward. And that, I mean, that is what, if you're listening, that is what it's like once you, um, kind of once you find this blended model that we love, which is some of your folks are in your office and doing, you know, the high value stuff, the sales, the leadership, the operation lead, you know, management. And then your delivery folks and and your support staff, your coordinators, um, your project managers, your, your folks that are kind of helping your business actually deliver its product or service can all be virtual. And that's what we call a blended model. That's the model that the major Fortune 500s have kind of gone to. And statistically, companies report that they see a 16% 
increase in productivity with virtual employees. What, I mean, why is that? Well, there's no water cooler. There's no meetings that last for four hours. There's none of those distractions that you have inside of an office. You can just kind of grind and focus and do what you're responsible to do. So, so typically, people that are hiring these, these professionals, they're getting far more than they expected. A- absolutely. In fact, exceeding expectations, why I love this topic is because it has everything to do with our, our origin story. You know, if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur, I, I was thinking, well, who do I need to hire back in the day? And it was really important to me that I hired somebody who felt like a partner, you know, was a, was a teammate, was a hundred percent in, you know, cause this was my baby. I was building an, a business that didn't exist and I needed real people who were a hundred percent committed. Right. Hmm. And so we coined, um, our kind of mission statement, which is for our virtual professionals to be indispensable for hmm. our clients. And that, that word indispensable carries all, everything that you can imagine with it. Right. Hmm. Talk about exceeding expectations. Imagine who's indispensable in your life. That's a, that's a big challenge. Hmm. And so our measurement when we, when we ask somebody to hire one of our people is, you know, Hey, is this person indispensable? Can you imagine running your business without them? Hmm. And when they say, no, I couldn't imagine running it without them. That's how we know we've won. Hmm. Do you ever um, give any sort of training to your guys in the Philippines or does that ever come up, anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, um, you know, one of the coolest things is that we we have our own online platform where we have over 200 kind of training modules that our folks have access to and they can, you know, they can do those modules at any time, mm. um, whether it's before or after or during unemployment mm. kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. But we've also um, created we've created a virtual playbook. So when you hire us, um, the biggest challenge that we had is like, well, and I'm just going to give it to your listeners and tell them exactly how to get it and where to download it, and 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 hopefully they can use it, regardless if you hire us or not. This whole idea of a blended model and virtual professionals, it's here to stay, guys. It's a hundred percent what's going to happen. So um, if they text. Um, SVP, so that's Scale with Virtual Professionals, to 61996, we're going to send you a copy of our book, which is Scale Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And in there, there's an entire chapter devoted on virtual the virtual playbook, like how to make this work, how to train your in-house team to be okay with it and love it, how to train your virtual staff on what the in-house team needs and how to collaborate with people, what systems are really important, what processes need to be in place. Um, but having done this 5,000 times and over 12 years, um, w- uh, and I was telling you, Tony, before the call, look, I put my heart and soul into this book mm-hmm. because I know how hard it is to make that transition. And so I wanted to have a very easy reference guide for anybody who is thinking about virtual professionals as an opportunity for their business so that they succeed. Because I really believe in the mission here um, of, of just making the world, you know, impacting the world in a positive way. And when you're giving jobs to, to folks in developing countries, you know, you're changing their entire life. Mm-hmm. You're changing the entire future of their, their family's life. So it's a really important um, 
piece for us. And so you, you mentioned the text number just now. Would that same number work for people that are outside the States? That is a great question. And, and, and you guys, if you're listening and you're not in the U.S. And, and you'd like a copy of the book, just please email sales, and it's S-A-L-E-S, at myoutdesk.com, sales at, out, at myoutdesk.com, and just say, hey, in the subject line, give me a copy of the book. Right. You know, like that's as easy as it, as it needs to be. But I, you know, I, I don't know if it would work actually, Tony. You and I might have to test that okay. on, uh, another time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll put a link, well, I'll put both links, the, the text number and also the email address in the show notes so people can, you know, if it doesn't work the text way, you can just do the email way. So. And I mean, and on the book, you were talking, yeah. Yeah, we were talking before about the challenges of writing books. So, I mean, you've been doing oh this God. for what, the last couple of years, you said? Yeah. And that's the thing is that what we wanted to do was, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. If you're listening to this and you're like, this guy, I don't know about Daniel. Here, here's the whole methodology that I've used forever in my business. I hate the folks who, you know, are telling you how to do something but have never done it, meaning they're, they're like the coaches who kind of study the problem actually rather than living in the problem. So this book was really written with the idea, I'm an entrepreneur, our clients are entrepreneurs, they're in the weeds doing the work, meaning they're scaling businesses with virtual professionals and they've put together the right way to do it, the right tricks. And so we have a ton of like scale accelerators, meaning little tricks and tips. We have a scale community where you guys can go and kind of ask questions and do stuff and then just scale frameworks. Like there's a lot of things that working virtually is, it's just a little different than working um, with somebody in your office that you can touch and feel and yet you still have to build culture. You still have to add value to people. You still have to lead them hmm. um, and lead them, um, you know, the right way. So um, we provide all those kind of, um, I don't know, uh, all that learning of 12 years of how to do this and do it, you know, you know, successfully. Because, again, you know, turnover is the enemy of scale for any entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And you really want to be able to do this, um, correctly. And, um, so that's, that's why we wrote the book. It's, it's, it's to help everybody. Are are you familiar with Chris Ducker? Oh yeah. He's a great, uh, in fact, I almost, um, he, he, he was actually one of the earlier voices mm. in the virtual assistant world. And mm. he's in the UK and he does a, he does a great job of, of teaching others how to, to use virtual professionals also. Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, what's really interesting is we have a, a very different business model, he and I, mm. um, but I have a lot of respect for the guy and he and I have never met, meaning I've, I've never, um, you know, we've never talked or met, but, he definitely has a strong, strong um, message and business model. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I've, I've been an admirer from far. Mm. Well, Daniel, what, what are your sort of just general thoughts about exceeding expectations? Oh, man, it's everything, you know. And for our clients, um, we got really... I think it's a it's an interesting topic, which is why I was so excited to be on this on this show. 
as an entrepreneur, we are in that process of scaling. And these, there's all these, these valleys. And so if you're listening, this is another one of those uh, Daniel's crazy, I should probably write this down and digest it later. But there are different um, business kind of valleys, and I like to call them valleys of death. So that zero to one million is the first valley. It's the hardest valley to get through. And, and it's really hard to create, you know, a product from nowhere in a market that doesn't know you and really sell to that market. But once you cross that million dollar market, congratulations, you, you know, you have a real business and 96% of businesses in the U S they never cross the million dollar mark. Mm. So Tony, I mean, imagine that if you're, if you're running a race and 96% of the people who run the race never cross the finish line Hmm. that's a challenge right (laughs) and and that's business you know and so uh only four percent get above a million go between one and and ten million and then four tenths of a percent so point um zero four ever actually go above ten million dollars in revenue so there's these valleys of death Hmm. and the, the you know when you're a salesperson and you're an entrepreneur, it's it's relatively easy to get over that million dollar hump. What's really challenging is once you get there, you realize you have to service clients. You know whether you're selling a product or a service or you're a manufacturer. Then all of a sudden, exceeding expectations and having clients really really matters. Mm. You know you 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 start um i'll give you some methodology that's in the book mm-hmm. tony this is one of my favorite things we have this process called the 3 r's mm-hmm. so we're very client driven client focused we the 3 r's are reviews recommendations and referrals so mm-hmm. we measure a client's success based on whether or not they recommend us, whether or not, and by recommending, meaning will they come on a show like you and I are doing right now and, and talk about their story using our product Mm. Um, reviews. Will they go to Google and Facebook? If you look at our reviews, we have over 200 um, five star reviews, more than any other virtual professional, you know, full-time service out there. Nobody else has that many reviews. Mm. So we have over 200 five-star reviews, and that's simply because we have a process in place so that when our client is super happy, we ask them to do a review, Mm. right? And then referrals. Um, You know, there have been years that 70% of our business comes from referrals. Mm. And that really is when you have people, when you have people telling other people about your 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 product or your service and your company and your story and the vision and how you serve others, that's how you know you've really exceeded expectations. Because in our business, it's a belly-to-belly business. We're a sales organization. So the more people that are talking about this, the more opportunities we have for our business and the more opportunities we create for our, our virtual professionals. So that's just one example of how we take the client expectation and really kind of focus on what makes them happy and what makes them, um, you know, you know, you basically refer us business and help us grow our business. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that, if that's helpful. It is. And and I love the expression belly to belly business. It's one I've never heard before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's crazy Americans, you know, (laughs) um, Daniel, if people want to find out more about you, where would they go to? Yeah, go to myoutdesk.com, jump on our website, look at our reviews. 
We have blogs there. We have videos. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're on all the social channels. Um, and, and it's just myoutdesk.com. Uh, the beautiful thing, too, because we're in exceeding expectations, right? Mm. One thing that we've done, Tony, and I think you'll love this, and I think this is probably where we would end, end you know, the, our call t- today. We put the client's outcome as the very first and most important piece of our sales call and our delivery. Once we deliver the service and, and when we initially make the first call, our first our first interaction face-to-face with a client is, hey, what would make this an exceptional call for you mm-hmm. today? What would serve you at the highest level? Mm-hmm. So now we're focused on them, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we decide to work together, we have something called an outcome statement. So we're not, we're not having like a job description that is check the boxes, but we're actually saying, I need you to do all these things and it needs to result in this amount of revenue in growth or in money saved or in a higher client experience Mm -hmm. and so or in time saved so we measure every single um interaction that we have with clients through an outcome statement did we meet your expectations client did we exceed the expectations that's what really matters to us because that's what makes long-term marriages like what we have Mm. work for entrepreneurs Mm. Well, just before we finish, uh, Daniel, you mentioned, um, I know you've got a, a quotation that you really like. Do you want to tell us that? Yeah, it's, and it's a really simple one. Either you have an assistant or you are an assistant. And that is a stark um, conversation for a any entrepreneur, really. Um, if you are doing $10 an hour work, then what you're saying is that is my worth as an entrepreneur. Let me give you a little bit more context. When we talk to our clients about what their highest um, dollar productive activity is, hands down, it's always serving clients, selling clients, and and basically creating more business. And our clients talk to us and they they tell us that their, their hourly rate can be thousands of dollars an hour when they're in sales capacity, meaning when they're selling their service, talking to clients, servicing clients, just loving on their clients, right? Mm -hmm. Well, why on earth, if you're worth thousands of dollars an hour when you're selling, why on earth would you answer your own emails or schedule, you know, or or go on your calendar and and schedule schedule calls or check in on a project management thing or, you know, post on social media or do prospecting? I mean, all of those things can be handed to a virtual professional. They'll likely do a better job than you are because that's their one job. Mm. And then you can focus on really growing revenue, scaling your business, and and basically having your dream life. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for your time today. I've really appreciated your time, Tony. And uh, if you're listening, man, I hope you can scale your business and you might try virtual professionals. Be a winner. Fantastic. Thanks, Daniel. Next week, episode 59 is with Mike Jezoshek. He's uh, an accountant and he gives us some stories and uh, tells us about how accountants can make uh, give a much better experience for their clients and exceed their clients' expectations and also how to 
to make the world of accounting a little bit more interesting than the perception many people have of it. So that is next week with Mike Jezoshek. Hope you've enjoyed the uh, this week's episode. Please do share it with someone who you think may get value from this episode. Leave a review for us. That would be fantastic. And I hope you have a great week and see you next week.